Hey there, welcome back to Science Fiction. I'm Salim Sutterwala, and as always, I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Carl. Carl Ames, actually. That's his full name. I should I should probably say that. Uh, how's, it, how's it going, man? <laughs> I'm pretty good. Uh, how are you feeling after watching this movie? I'm feeling great. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Uh, we'll get into that for sure. Um, another movie I wanted to ask you about, this, we're not going to dive dive t- too deeply into it. I was just curious if you watch. Have you seen Free Guy? No. No, I have not. I heard good it's things a, about it. It's on it, Disney it, Plus now, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. on Disney Plus. It's a fun movie. So I, it's funny. I, not I don't know it's funny. It's a funny. It's a fun movie. It has funny moments. And it's, it's like a good like action-y movie, I guess, uh, in, its, in itself. But when I saw the trailer for it originally, I, I was expecting something a bit different but it's it's different than i thought it would be but it, yeah it's a good movie i would highly recommend uh anyone who hasn't watched it yet to check it out like i said it's on disney plus on uh, a good a good saturday night uh movie watch you can watch it with the family too like if you have little kids uh that you want to you know have some popcorn with sit down as a family check it out it's a fun movie it's a good movie so worth, worth a watch for sure uh but yeah Batman, man, I'm I'm hyped about our conversation right now. I I love the movie very very much. Uh, we do have the final trailer. We'll play the final trailer just to kind of give the audience uh, a little feel of the movie. Um, I'm sure if if you're listening in, uh, you've seen the movie. But yeah, let's let's go ahead and play the final uh, trailer really quick here. If you are justice, please do not lie. You really could be doing more for this city. Family has a history of philanthropy, but as far as I can tell, you're not doing anything. Oh, you're really not as smart as I thought you were. I'm just here to unmask the truth about this cesspool we call a city. In all these years, you lied to me, Alfred. We all have our scars, Bruce. You're still away. It's only gonna get worse for you. Hitler's latest, all about the Waynes. Maybe we're not so different. Who are you under there? You're part of this too. How am I part of this? Stay still! You'll see. Rithers the match. When that light hits the sky, it's not just a goal, it's a warning. The answer's justice. If this continues, it won't be long before you've nothing left. Let's get into some trouble. I don't care what happens to me. Come on, vengeance. 
All right, so that was the trailer. Um, now, before we give our, our thoughts on the movie and get a little bit into like breaking down the characters and stuff like that, uh, I do want to recommend, like I always do, like recommending with uh, the comic book movies and shows, just to uh, mention what the movie, like Matt Reeves, what he used, like the comic books, he kind of used loosely to kind of inspire him f towards the movie and. These three comic books are really must read. There, I, I would highly recommend it because they're really good. They're really good comics. Uh, the first one being uh, the Batman Year One. Uh, he used that one. That just about how we obviously Batman kind of self-explanatory when he gets first started. Uh, now, technically, this movie is when he, Year Two. It's not his first year. It's, he's already been Batman for a year when we uh, get into the uh, when you first the movie starts, but. Uh, Batman Year One. Uh, the Long Halloween is the other comic that this is loosely based on, and then um, or inspired by, if I should say. And then Ego, uh, the final one. Um, now the last two are a little bit longer. Uh, the Long Halloween is like a thirteen issue series, and Ego is like much longer. I can't remember exactly how long that is, but. Still, very much worth a read. I would recommend checking them out. Uh, some of the be best comic book, uh, uh, Batman comics uh, that are out there. Um, so now let's get into the the uh, time the movie itself. Uh, just shout out to Skokes for joining us today. Yeah, I uh, completely agree with him. Uh, this was my favorite Batman, and I'll explain as to why it was in, in a short while here, but uh, Carl, I'll let you lead off. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts, just your general uh, non-spoiler thoughts on, on the movies uh, as you watched it. Um, I thought it was a really great movie in, in general. Um, this has been a while since we had a, like a Batman movie uh, being what bet the dark Knight rises would be the last one. Uh, Cause I'm not counting Batman V Superman in that. Uh, but, uh, if it, it felt good to watch, it was really good. Um, the pacing was pretty decent overall. Um, I think, um, the characters, uh, the acting was really good. Uh, one of the things, uh, just like Skokes was saying, uh, the music was really good. Um, I think that was one thing that, um, stood out to me while watching was actually listening to the score for it. And, um, Going back, actually, because after I watched this movie, I actually went back uh, a couple days ago to watch The Dark Knight because for what it's worth, I would I would say prior to this, The Dark Knight was the best Batman movie. Um, you know, there's varying opinions on that, um, but I wanted to watch it again because it had been a little while. And after watching The Dark Knight, it was like actually reminded myself of how much or how many things about the dark Knight that I didn't like. And I can't say the same about the Batman with Robert Pattinson and Matt, Matt reads Reeves, Batman, that, uh, there wasn't that many aspects of the movie that were, um, you know, that I didn't agree with or I didn't like or anything like that. There was a lot of positive, uh, acting. Yeah. You, you really can't, the dark Knight. Like you can't beat the Dark Knight's performance of uh, with with Heath Ledger, like with with the Joker. Like that movie sells it. Like that movie is sold by Heath Ledger. Um, but the Dark Knight itself, the rest of the movie, felt like it had a weird pacing, and I also reminded myself that there's some parts of it I kind of got lost 
like when I watch it, uh, like a quick tangent, when I watched The Dark Knight for the first time, I actually never even wanted to see it because like, I'm not a big Batman fan. I'm not a huge DC guy. Uh, I didn't even watch Batman Begins before I watched The Dark Knight. I got invited to watch The Dark Knight by a co-worker. So I went just because I was invited on the Friday night that it came out. And then on the Saturday, people from my church invited me to go out to see The Dark Knight. So I watched it again on that Saturday. And then on that Sunday, the same people from my church asked me, hey, we're going to go back and watch The Dark Knight. Let's go see it again. And only because I wasn't doing anything, I went to go see it again on the Sunday. So I watched The Dark Knight Friday, Saturday, and Sunday when it came out. Not that I love the movie, it's just because they did. And this movie, I think, is a much better movie than that. Not that I feel like watching it three times or anything like that. Um, but in the very least, I don't have nearly as many problems with The Dark Knight, uh, or excuse me, um, The Batman, as I did with The Dark Knight and any other uh, Batman movies in general. Um, but yeah, the music was really great. Um, I really enjoyed um a lot of the characters, characters in particular, the Penguin and Catwoman, and uh, overall the visuals are really good. Um, not not a whole lot of real action scenes. It was more of a detective sort of thing, figuring out the riddles, figuring out the the world, uh, and what they were building there, and what uh, what the Riddler was trying to reveal. Uh, it was really more the the movie as opposed to it being a big blockbuster action film with a bunch of fight scenes and choreography and things. Sure, there were fight scenes and stuff, but uh, I think maybe it could have used a little bit more of that stuff. Um, also, I didn't crack a smile whatsoever when watching this movie, which is not a, a bad thing. It's just more of a know that there aren't really any jokes or any type of uh, humorous tones to it. Um, if you're into that sort of thing, it's not going to happen in this movie. Uh, but again, it's not a knock on the movie whatsoever. It's just, it, it is what it is. Um, I still liked it. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the future, but we'll talk about that, I'm sure, later on. Yeah, so uh, overall, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. That it was, uh, again, the best Batman movie uh, up to date. Um, and I'm not, and I'm not really being a prisoner of the moment. I don't, I, I really don't think when I look at this movie, as far as combination of like acting, direction, cinematography, production, location, how it relates so similarly to the comic books, um, it's so important. Like you, one thing that you mentioned, and we'll get again into later. Like you talked about how it was a lot of detective work. That's important. That's who Batman is—a detective. And in the comics, when you read the comics, it's not—he's not always just fighting guys. And you know, he's not—he's doing a lot of de de detective legwork throughout each comic book. So um, that's really cool. How love how they incorporated that. Obviously, uh, another with location. I really love like when you compare it to uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, Batman. I I loved. And here he he didn't just have because obviously they shot it in Chicago, um, parts of it at least, but he actually spruced it up and made it look more than just Chicago, right? He actually made it look like Gotham. Um, I feel like in the Dark Knight it was just Chicago. It like, was just Chicago, like, yeah. 
Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't Gotham. It was just Chicago, right? So I loved how he how uh, Matt Reeves really. Uh, if it was Matt Reeves' idea, I don't know production designing. I don't know how they how who makes those decisions. I'm imagining Matt Reeves is involved in that because he is the director and uh, how he you know directs certain scenes, how he wants uh, it to look. He's probably involved in that, I would imagine. But yeah, I thought that was that's important. Like, I, it's important to show Gotham, uh, to Gotham what Gotham is, and I thought they did. I, I love that they did that. Um, getting into like a characters, uh, I know we'll, we'll, as we get into the characters here, we will start talking about spoilers, uh, just to give everyone and a, a, a heads up because if you have not seen this movie. Uh, you're not gonna want to listen to us because we're gonna give away things about the movie that you know that, like I said, will will spoil what your um, your viewing uh, pleasure if you are going to go watch it. Uh, it is it is long. It's like a three hour movie, but I think like that's another thing I look at. Like you know, I really wouldn't really cut anything from this movie. I thought everything they had, I think he did was needed, and it was. I thought it like if, if they had cut some stuff out, I feel like he would have probably um probably left you know some of the story like storyline open and stuff or just missing like parts that would have made the movie le- not as good, I think. So yeah, I think the the length while long, it was worth it for me, uh, in my opinion. Like just just curious, what would what did you think about the length? Um, honestly, I didn't really notice how long it was. I knew it was like at least two hours uh, or close to it. I'm not sure if it was closer to three, three hours or not. It was, yeah, it was just short of, yeah, it was just short of three hours. Yeah, it didn't feel like it, I guess. Um, yeah, I really didn't notice it too much. I saw it at three o'clock in the afternoon, so it was still sun out when I came when I got no, out of it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But I mean, no, it's definitely longer than your average movie, like. I mean, like the longest Marvel movie, for example, runs, I think, maybe like two and a half hours. I think that's what Avengers Endgame, uh, Infinity, and Endgame and Infinity Wars uh, ran for a little bit like that. But yeah, so in in general, getting, you know, just my general thoughts on the movie, I, like I said, I absolutely loved it. It, it was fantastic. Now, um, like I said, I do want to kind of talk about each, some of the main characters, uh, kind of break them down. Well, We'll start with uh, Batman uh, and slash Bruce Wayne, played by uh, Robert Pattinson. Um, so I, I really thought he did a good job in this. I thought, you know, early early on when they announced Robert Pattinson as Batman, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know if I want him to be Batman. Um, I don't know if this is the right choice. But, like, I thought, like I said, as an early Batman, you're Batman being like the year two of when he's when he's out there as the uh dark knight uh i thought he did a good job not only as batman but as bruce wayne too um and they oh is that a am i hearing something or is that just my uh it maybe it might be my heater i don't know if you could hear that or not oh i know where he just i thought i was like i didn't know if i was uh having issues on my on my end uh but yeah no so like as a Bruce Wayne, like early on Bruce Wayne, he's he's not as active in Gotham. Like he's a he's kind of a recluse uh, early on. So I, like the, he portrayed that well. I thought um, like so he's still figuring things out on both on both sides as he's he's trying to how he wants his public image to be portrayed, and also as Batman how he wants to 
approach being Batman. So I thought that was good. Um, and a, a little tidbit I, I did like, like, so in, in the comics, he was heavily inspired by heroes like the Shadow, the Phantom, uh, Dick Tracy. So all these guys have like a, a noir feel to them. And especially like Dick Tracy, Batman's supposed to be, like I said, you know, with them adding him being a detective, that's so important to the to the comic itself. And they showed that with, because of those characters, he's similar to those characters. And Batman being, like that said, that, that detective, then the world's, he's supposed to be the world's greatest detective, uh, which I think they did a good job paying, portraying, like I said. And it's funny, uh, Oswald uh, Cobblepot, the uh, Penguin, he actually calls him that at one point in the movie, the world's greatest detective. Uh, so I thought that was uh, that was uh, neat as well. Um, what, what are your thoughts uh, so far uh, as far as Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne, and how Robert Pattinson portrayed him was concerned? Um, again, this is still like he's pretty young, so Robert Pattinson I think was a, a really good fit for this. Um, again, like we we're talking about year two ish for Batman, and yeah, just as Bruce Wayne, he he did okay. Um, it is before that billionaire playboy persona that he would eventually or he could eventually adopt. We don't know if they're actually going to go that direction, but in general, in the comics and other you know media, Bruce Wayne is you know, like especially how you saw him in, in the uh Christopher Nolan series, uh, Bruce Wayne spends money. Uh, wildly parties and stuff like that he hasn't gotten to that point yet where he needs to put on the mask of bruce wayne he's still very much in the brooding i am batman's uh sort of phase of his career and i and i like that enough um interesting enough i do find it odd though um having gone back and watched uh the dark knight and watching this and then just looking at all of the larger batman depictions they do tend to keep going towards this earlier days of batman and their, their depictions which i feel is kind of um a little tiresome like i kind of appreciate a little bit of Batfleck because he was older although i went think they went a little too old with him uh not that ben affleck is too old but they just went with like he's been around for ever and now he's at the end of his career and now the justice league is starting i think that's like the mistake with the dceu but having an experienced batman that's been around for a little while and has gone through some stuff and has encountered villains i think that's a little bit um uh, you know kind of in the middle just somewhere in the middle would have been something i would have preferred but Still, uh, seeing this version is really good. is totally fine. One thing that I really liked about um, the suit in general, which they kind of didn't really, as far as I remember, go over specifically, um, the bat symbol in his chest, he was able to remove it and use it several times as like a little cutting knife. Uh, so he could use it as a knife or as a weapon or something like that. It's super cool. That I don't think they talked about before the movie came out, but one thing they did talk about is how the design of it was uh, supposedly the gun that was used to kill his parents, and then he took that and put it on the suit. That's what they said before the movie and like promos and uh, just talking about the suit and its construction. But nowhere in the movie did they actually mention that. So if you're not someone that's like on the up and up, you probably may not know you just think it's a cool design 
uh, for a bat symbol or something like that. But I think they should have actually said something because, uh, again, we don't need the whole origin story of Batman anymore, but at least him talking about it. And um, especially since there's no Lucius Fox in this movie. So whether or not Lucius was there and just didn't get involved in the movie or it was just Alfred and Bruce building their bat suit and then they decided to take the gun and, and, and make it a bat symbol. That's still a conversation that would have been worth having, at least mentioning uh, in the movie uh, for the lore and not necessarily needing to go into the whole uh, Joe chill of it all um, and, and the full origin or something like that. Uh, a quick uh, thought or response as far as like the, it being like them doing the earlier Batman. So like the Christopher Nolan's uh, movies. Yeah. The Batman begins is supposed to be like the first year, but the dark Knight is in like early years. He's been the Batman for a little bit. Once a dark Knight comes out. And then the final movie is dark is uh, Batman rises is when he's like old, older Batman. Um, right, because he had jumped Batman for a while after the Dark Knight. No, he, he went, you know, he disappeared correct, for a while. Correct. But this, these movies that they're going to do is specifically only supposed to be its early, early years. So uh, the next one of what I've read, it's again, it's going to be like year three. It's not going to jump. Uh, you know, they're focusing solely on the early years for this one. They're not going to jump around. So that's something they haven't really done. They haven't jumped like. They haven't focused solely on one side of the timeline. They've they've kind of always done like, okay, we did the big intro, and then we're gonna jump like five, six years or ten years hour long, and then after that, we're gonna jump when he's like sixty. Um, well, this is, still, the, the, in in that vein, what I like another like a point to make, be made in that, and why I say this is in the Batman. Commissioner Gordon is, or he's not commissioner, he's Lieutenant Gordon. He's still, you know, before all that happens. That's the same as in The Dark Knight. He was not Lieutenant Gordon, uh, Commissioner Gordon, excuse me, yet he was still Lieutenant. Then during the movie, the commissioner died. He gets promoted to um, commissioner during The Dark Knight. So I don't remember if he I don't think so. He gets com- promoted in the Batman. Uh, no, he is, he's still a lieutenant. He's, he's still a lieutenant, lieutenant. Yeah, as far as I know. So let, that's kind of the thing that it's still early, even in the, the Dark Knight, that he's still not even commissioner yet. No, uh, but it's... Te- yeah, but that's Nolan doing something different there. But it, to my knowledge, that's still supposed to be where he's Batman. He's been a Batman for a few years uh, at that point in the Dark Knight. It's not like brand new. Um, it's not like he's still like in year two or it's just, it's not, I don't think it's like right after Batman begins. Uh, he's still been Batman for a while. So like the timeline skip, um, accordingly. Uh, so, but yeah, I think I thought, I thought, uh, I, I thought, like I said, I, I think a couple other things that I really liked, I want to mention about the, uh, Batman himself. So like the phrase I'm, I'm vengeance. Um, I don't I, I don't know if you watched the animated series, Batman the animated series, but that tagline, I'm vengeance, is from that. Um, and it's constantly been used. Like he says that in this in, in the in the show. He says, I'm vengeance, I'm the knight, I am Batman. So I like that they add that there's a nice touch that they brought back. Um they they use that in this movie. 
Um, and then the other thing I really liked, I don't know about you, but uh, I like that he wasn't overly techy yet, just because, again, he's just starting out. It's not a lot. Um, the equipment, since he's just like, as opposed to being year two of I being mean, Batman, he, he's he's not using a lot of different, like, advanced technology as of yet. But the one thing I did like to show that he has tech is like the context lens recording. Uh, that was a, that was pretty uh, dope to see a nice touch. I thought, um, as far as bad tech is concerned, uh, what what did you think of uh, his equipment and stuff that he used? Like th- as far as even like the grappling gun, um, that that was pretty neat. Uh, one thing uh, that I really really enjoyed uh, more than I expected because, like it said, is early days. Is when he was jumping off of the, the of the the building, like normally you would think, oh Batman, he extends his his cowl or his cape or whatever, and he just glides down or whatever. Uh, that this was not very graceful of a fall. Um, it was not very smooth. He had some technology in there, but it was like either his first time using it. Or it just wasn't yeah, it looked like, perfectly, or it looked it like just, it was his first time trying it. Yeah, or either that, or it's just like it's just not as good as what he's going to develop. But but this, this was like this is the inspiration. He can go back to Alfred or go to Lucius Fox if there is a Lucius Fox and say, "Hey, um, I had to jump off the building. wasn't all that great. Can we improve that just in case I need to do it next time?" And then start working out getting the cape to to be more. Uh, be more dynamic and be more smooth and graceful so he can, so he can land and not have to worry about breaking his legs. Um, another thing that, that I hate, um, I hated actually about the Dark Knight is uh, the Batmobile. I hate the tank design. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Uh, so that was one thing that I like as soon as it came up when I was rewatching, I was like, oh, yeah, that thing. I hate that thing. Uh, comparing it to the, the Batman and his basically a regular car with a really souped up engine. And I don't even think the, the windows were bulletproof, right? Because he was shooting out the windows. Um, so that's just good to see that, hey, like we got some money. We're going to get some cool stuff. We're going to get the best that we can buy and work on it and do what we can and then realize that hey after uh, after this chase sequence i was on the highway i was able to get after the penguin but it would have been nice to have this and this and this and then just start working on building up the next iteration of the batmobile i think that would have been really or that's going to be really cool as we see more of these movies uh, as they, we continue to develop this character and develop his ability to uh, to solve crime and, and and figure out what his weaknesses are, so he keeps covering himself. Yeah, and another a quick note in regards to Lucius Fox. So I don't I don't imagine it. So if they stick to this being early years, early years Batman, I don't think Lucius Fox will appear because Lucius Fox in the comics at least doesn't appear to like much much later. Um, and obviously, they uh, Batman when he came out originally, like in the '60s, um, it was a different tone to the movies. And then as the and then into the '70s, they became a little darker. Uh, the movies that is, but like Lucius Fox doesn't appear to like late '70s. I think um, a lot of noise there. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> um, but. But yeah, I, I think uh, 
So Lucia, as far as like I said, as far as Lucius Fox is concerned, I, I don't I don't believe he'll be in, in these series of movies. Um so yeah, it'll be inter- like I said, it'll be interesting what they do going forward with his tech, but I think it'll be as gradually. And like I said, I agree with like I agree with that. That that scene was cool. And I got think I do think that it was like probably his first time trying uh the the flight thingy. It kind of, it was almost kind of looked like it was uh um just like a balloon, <laughs> like a like just something inflated in him, and it was like him zipping it up and just air flowing, getting in there, so he can kind of just glide down. And obviously, it was just his first time trying it. The parachute kind of tangled up to something, and then he just kind of had a really bad crash landing. But yeah, that w- that was fun in my opinion. Um, so let, let's move on to uh, the next character I want to talk about. Uh, is Selena Kyle, uh, Catwoman, um, slash Catwoman, played by Zoe Kravitz. Um, I'll let you go first. What were your thoughts on Selena as far as uh, Selena Kyle uh, slash Zoe Kravitz uh, in this movie? How did you like her playing uh, that role? Um, I think she did really well um, in general. I think she's in very, very, very least, she's very appealing for many reasons. Uh, but as far as the actual acting and the actual role, um, it was good. I, I don't think that she was utilized enough like early in the movie like the whole undercover sort of thing that she did with batman um but it's 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 kind of like that was like the peak of her utilization in the movie i would have liked to have seen her do a little bit more towards the end uh at the same time um what we had was pretty solid i like that she had I'm pretty sure she had grown out her nails either that or they, they were just like, if you can see her nails, they weren't like metal or uh, they weren't gloved or anything like that. So she either grew them out or she had some fake nails to attach. So she has like some, some clawing abilities and stuff like that. She can fight a little bit. She, she wasn't a super um, all over the place bouncing off of walls or anything like that. You can see that she had, uh, quite a few cats. She doesn't, you know, like uh, cats being strays and stuff like that. So she has all of that the Catwoman sort of thing um, going on, but just a little subdued. Um, since it is a grounded in reality um, sort of, or just say just grounded version of Batman and this whole um, universe, it is. So she's not going to be. Um, as playful say like michelle pfeiffer's or uh any type of animated series or comic book versions of of selena but still uh you know a solid character um a good a good first attempt i I would like to see more hopefully we will see more um i like the the teaser of heading her heading to um bloodhaven possibly maybe maybe she comes back um things like that just just even that world building there just does that mean we'll see Dick Grayson or uh, we'll see uh, Damian Wayne or some so sort? Obviously, I don't think Damian because probably a little too young. Maybe Jason Todd, um, something like that. Uh, I don't know exactly how that's going to work out, but uh, in, in the very least, uh, Catwoman was pretty good. Yeah, so it probably won't be Jason Todd. If they do, I mean, it'll be maybe Dick Grayson. But again, it's his early years, so Dick Grayson doesn't appear till later. Uh, so I, I, who knows? Maybe they'll just like who knows if they'll include 
the uh, yeah. That's that's the only thing about that is just like I don't think they're gonna go so specifically following the comics that the this Batman will have a young Robin that will be Dick Grayson that he could have an older Robin maybe he could have just Nightwing and then not be you know Dick Grayson being Robin first sort of thing like well Nightwing is Dick Grayson I, I know that's what I'm saying Dick Grayson being Robin first like they don't necessarily have to do that progression in the comics because they don't have time. They're doing three movies. They're not going to do ten versions of Robin just because there's been so many Robins and sure. you just have to be. You know, they don't have to follow sure. the script of the comics. Is what I'm saying. They sure. they could go Dick Grayson, Nightwing, and then do uh, Jason Todd or the other one. I don't remember his name. It could and be Ray. Robin because because the think Damien would be just too young because he again you know, he's just starting, so he would have to have a kid with Talia and to, to have Damien. So that would be a skip, but it could be Jason Todd for Robin. If they do Robin, they, they may not, they might just do uh, Nightwing. We've never seen Nightwing in a live action movie. So I think that's, you know, a possibility, but please go on. No. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't, it'll be interesting. Like, I mean, it could have just been an Easter egg just to drop in. That's the not to, not to the comics um mm-hmm. yeah like i said if there if there's they seem to be sticking closely to a lot of the comic books as far comic book like lore and and storyline um so like for example with so my thoughts on 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 zoe kravitz i i really loved her i, I think she was really good and yeah i agree with you man she's uh she, she uh a lot of uh great qualities with uh zoe kravitz i was definitely you know it, it's easy to uh really feel her if you if if you know what I mean. So uh, just saying in that regards, but I agree with you there. And like I said, her acting in here, I think she did a good job portraying the character. Um, and like, I, and like I said, you know, like in, in the movie, the uh, Catwoman's modern backstory and the comics is that she was like an orphan as a little girl um, in order to survive, like Gotham city, she kind of learns to like steal quickly rising through like the ranks of the criminal elements like that. Like she, she, essentially is a cat burglar and she learns how to like basically the way she she survives is learning how to uh steal and, and so forth so you know later in her life she does and, and just like in this movie they show later in her life she does find out that she is um the harris like her her father is our carmine falcone so that's similar again and in, in the movie and the comics they kind of do the same thing so um but yeah, I I really liked her, and I think, like I said, they're they're doing a good job of kind of sticking to the comics. Um, and then I also asked, like, do you guys think it's important for movies to f- be faithful to the original source? Um, like, I don't really necessarily care care if the ac- actual storyline itself is, <coughs> excuse me, if the storyline itself is accurate to the original source. Sorry about that. Uh, but I, I do appreciate that they've done a lot of like similar as far as like um, what the character is uh, to uh, like the presenting the characters as similar to the comics uh, that that I think is appreciated, uh, appreciative. And I think like, for example, when we talked about uh, Spider-Man, like I think you and I both had a kind of an issue of them with MCU making Spider-Man such a uh not portraying him as like you know Peter Parker's down on his luck and 
you know, whenever he takes a win, he takes two losses type of character. Like he was, it, things were just going way too good for Peter, you know. Um, that's not what Spider-Man's, you know, storyline is or who he is as a character. Now, as far as the storyline and stuff, that's not relevant overall to me. Like, obviously, they're going to do different storylines because they can't just copy directly from the comic book. Uh, otherwise, there wouldn't be a lot of suspense because obviously the people that read the comic book, it'll be suspense for them. Um, it, it, it wouldn't be a suspense for them. Um, but like, the like, I'm sorry, let me reverse that. But people who haven't read the comics, of course, it'll probably be suspense to them. But like, you know, you don't want to give away like your entire script. So you're going to have a different storyline. You're going to do your own artistic uh, view on certain aspects of the character. But like the 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 core of the character, I do appreciate that they left similar in, in this uh, movie itself. Yeah, the uh, as long as the, the spirit of the character, the story, uh, the universe, it remains intact. The actual details of what happens in the movie or the TV show don't need to be uh, one from one or even uh, directly. Uh, close or even directly inspired by the actual source material. Um, Cause like, say like the Loki series is not a direct, you know, adaptation of any storyline from the comics. The only reason why the Loki mini, the Disney plus series exists is that people love uh, Chris, uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston, excuse me, as Loki and they don't want him to die. So they All want right. to keep, pumping out more content with Tom Hiddleston as Loki. And that's the only reason why we have that series. It's not, okay, well, we got the story and let's try to uh, adapt it for, no, this is just, they take some elements from comics and adapt it. And it's okay. Let's just throw Loki in here because we want more Loki content for all the Loki lovers. And uh, in general, if something is exactly the way the source material is, then the people that have enjoyed the original source material could watch it in the new media and say, Hey, that's the exact same thing I just read. And that's the end of the conversation. And that is it. You know, there's nothing else to discuss. Oh, uh, this is different. Oh, this is different. You know, now there's a discussion and the people that haven't watched or read the original source material can go to the, the veterans or whatever and say, Hey, was the original like that? And they say no when you know we have this podcast and we can sit there and talk about and, and point out all of the differences and and talk about um, why which one's better or which one's worse or if they're comparable and things like that. But if it's all the same, then it's just like, well, pick your you know pick your your preference. Do you prefer reading? Or do you prefer watching? Because it's all the same thing. It doesn't matter. You know, it's not interesting that way. No, definitely. Um... Now, this character we're going to talk about next, the Riddler, uh, played by Paul Dano. Um, he is, before we get in, like, before we get into the uh, the different, uh, the characters and itself, like, who he was, how he was uh, played and portrayed, um, he, he was, he did, he was kind of a difference, a little difference than the entirety of the comics. Like, he was, he was like a comic, um, a combination of different characters, which, like I said, I want to explain later. And uh, as, as I we talk about this character, but you know, I thought he like as far as the uh, how he 
acted uh, Paul Dano in this. I think he did such an amazing job in this role. Like you know, made he made the Riddler like an absolutely like a sinister portrayal of the character. It gave the like chills in certain scenes the way he um, he was you know essentially uh, showing like the different scenes that he was doing. Gave kind of chills like, like you know, and it might sound crazy like it's almost like an Oscar worthy performance. Um, I do think like he kind of gave a Heath Ledger level performance um, as far as this character and how he owned it and and the acting job that he did do. Um, and another thing I really loved about the Riddler is, again, going back into the comics for as far as Batman is concerned, uh, I love how that they related and acknowledged that Batman, um, Batman is a reason why some of the, these villains, you know, do what they do. Like he kind of is a cause for, some of the things like while Batman Bruce Wayne becomes Batman to you know to improve his city, uh, you know, the corruption and all that in the city, his presence, uh, is what potentially sometimes creates these villains. Uh, and that's something that they do acknowledge in the comics. And I, I like that they showed that, like, again, as a, um, in this movie, essentially, Paul Dano is a he's a vigilante as well. But he takes it a step further than Batman, um, and he's kind of following Batman's footsteps. They show that in here, so that's that's really cool. Uh, what what were your thoughts on on Paul Dano's performance as the Riddler? Um, I liked him, and it's definitely a far cry from the Jim Carrey version of uh, of the Riddler, which I do like. Unironically, um, I do like. I, I barely remember it. I haven't seen that in such a long time, so I barely remember it. Yeah, I was thinking about today. Like, I really haven't seen any of those old Batman movies since we stopped having VHS because that's when we we right. owned VCR uh, VCRs and had all of those movies. And since we converted to DVD in two thousand something, we don't have those movies anymore and haven't seen any of them since. Uh, but either you know, despite that, like they're they're very different portrayals of the Riddler. Like Jim Carrey's Riddler is very much. Siddley, I mean, it was Jim Carrey, and I, I, I can't say comic book accurate because I, I can't say I've ever read a comic book with the Riddler. I know what he's like in the animated series. I see what he looks like on comic book covers. I know he's silly and goofy and, and very bright and green and, and has that little cane with the question mark on it or whatever and all that stuff. This isn't that, obviously. I think we can tell that from the trailer. Um in, in the very, very least, uh, his performance, I think, was good. I, I really liked him, but I, I'm not, uh, I wouldn't say I'm, I was in love with his performance or anything like that. I, I kind of liked him more when he was out, didn't have his mask on. You can actually see his face and actually, uh, basically towards the end of the movie. And I'm like, okay, now we have the Riddler, just to just like a regular looking guy. Because with all the mask and stuff, he seems like he's really tough. Like you, like you, you don't want to mess with this guy or he'll kill you. But he actually seems crazier when he doesn't have the mask on. He's just sitting at the 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 cafe or whatever, and he, when he's in prison and stuff, he seems crazier then. And I think that and and you just, like he has like some some mental problems, or at least I would say he would. Um, just based off the performance, not talking about the actor or anything like that, but just uh, like 
you can see he's not all he doesn't have it all there like you don't do all of these things uh and then you know not going to talk about the spoiler yet but just that conversation he has at the end like you you feel like okay he's he's just not uh he's he's definitely not just some same thinking guy or just someone that made a mistake or anything like that no he's he's definitely out there and weird um and that was kind of his whole thing is that he was like uh what he was ignored like no one saw him uh as he was living his life and uh he basically was around when uh, like he saw all of these things like he was the forensic accountant he saw the transactions but he saw other things as well but no one really noticed him there uh that was kind of his own thing that he just was like a, a loner type of person um so i liked all of that aspect of him right yeah they 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 really made uh the character basically as as scary as possible i think that was like that was like the whole point with the mask being hiding who he is and making him like seems a lot like tougher like you said making him seem tougher and scarier um a couple of interesting things like with the character itself like i said i wanted to mention uh because he's like a combination of characters um for the batman he was kind of inspired by uh the zodiac killer because if you remember the zodiac killer he he would taunt like the police with like different cryptic messages and he does that in this too like he'd use like the cryptic little different the deciphering that they had to do early on in the movie uh like when he's uh robert batten's in the bat cave he has that decipher and alfred is working on trying to translate what the uh code might be uh that's like a nod to like the zodiac killer and that's what i believe matt reeves wanted to use the zodiac killer as kind of like a uh as one of like the portrayals of who the Riddler will be. Uh, the other one is actually from Earth One, uh, Batman Earth One series of graphic novels, where the Riddler is more of like a, uh, a bloodier version, where he's like a ser serial killer. Um, so they also use that uh, version of the Riddler too in this movie. And the other one I was thinking uh, that they, I feel like that they did uh, utilize it's a different character altogether that not the Riddler but it's a character called Hush um, so when when they kind of are showing like the, the things that Thomas Wayne did like in this movie again this is a spoiler but in the movie they talk about like a journalist named like Edward Elliot who was kind of set to expose uh, something that the Wayne within the Wayne family um, like and and then in the movie, they talk about how Carmine Falcone ends up killing uh, this Edward Elliott. Uh, the character kind of sh shares a surname with uh, Tommy Elliott. And, and Tommy Elliott in the comics is better known as a character named Hush. So I, I think he kind of shares similarities uh, with the, this version of the Riddler that uh the batman and the in the batman that they use so like i said there's a kind of a combination of different things but like overall like man i just thought it was just such a fantastic um job that he did and like especially like a lot of the lines like a lot of the riddles that he's saying it just like kind of like he gave you chills at some point at certain points and um it would just yeah i just love the way he he kind of did he he approached the role. I, I just loved every bit, little bits of it. Um, the other 
villain that they showed in here was obviously Oswald Cobblepot, uh, the Penguin, played by Colin Farrell. Um, Carl, I'll let you again start off here. Uh, what were your thoughts on um, his portrayal as Colin Farrell, how he, he uh, approached the Penguin? Actually, real quick before we go on to that, uh, did you catch the, the, the hush little Easter egg they had in the movie? when they were talking about Thomas Wayne and they had like the video and he, um, they had like, but they put hush on the screen. Did you catch? Yeah. That? Yeah. That's why I thought that this was probably cause like I said, the Edward Elliot, mm-hmm. the connection there with the character is called off. I'm, I don't know if I, I may have missed that hush part. Cause I did, there was a couple of times in the movie I had to step out. Um, just to use yeah. The so they were doing like uh, the smear part. Like just like smearing Thomas uh, Wayne because he was running for mayor, and they were talking, and I think it was Riddler talking about Thomas Wayne and how corrupt he was, or how bad he was, and then it was saying that he uh, paid off somebody. Uh, I, I don't, I can't remember if it was him paying off Falcone or paying off the uh, the. Uh, yeah, it was him paying off because it was the whole Arkham thing that with Martha. And he was trying to keep the reporter from like outing, like, "Hey, she's part of this, you know, she's Arkham and all this stuff. She's crazy, whatever." Um, and which was Edward Edward Elliot, yeah, that Edward Elliot. And then they actually put the word "hush" on the screen because he was like paying people off to be quiet, and they just put "hush" oh, on right, the screen, right, 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 um, there. So I, that's like a little. Uh, a little Easter egg for that character, as well as uh, what just in in the same vein of an Easter egg, the as we talked about, the long Halloween is inspiring this mo- most of this movie is inspired by that comic book, which was written by Jeff Loeb, as you can see there. Right. Uh, Jeff Loeb and Matt Reeves, I think Matt Reeves is like studying under. It's, it's something they have like a relationship. Like the, I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but I think he was like studying studying under Jeff Loeb uh, a long time ago, and he was able, you know, so he's referencing Jeff Loeb. So it's like a big shout out and, and praising of of Jeff Loeb through this movie, inspiring by this book, which Jeff Loeb also wrote the Hush storyline. Uh, for Batman, so is a very good possibility that we could. I wouldn't say very good. But it could just be an Easter egg. It just could be just like him saying, you know, here's a here's a shout out to my mentor or whatever. Um, I don't know if they're gonna go in the hush direction. I think it would be no. Really that's nice, what I'm saying. Though. I yeah. think the Riddler was portraying Hush, the part like this character, right, right. mashup mashup of this character. Right. That's why they had that. Right, yeah, I hear you. So I'm saying they could go in that direction, actually having Hush as a character, too. That'd be interesting. I, I actually think that they might be heading towards... Well, maybe they'll bring in Hush. You, you never know. Um, but I think they're they're actually going towards, like, uh, the Court of Owls. Um, yeah, we'll see. Because if, if you go and throughout the movie, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, hands drop like the first care like the first uh time when he goes into uh the crime the, the the scene where where the 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 mayor is you know the crime scene essentially the 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 riddle that he's handed there's an owl there and then throughout there's you see like different owl eyes um and i think that's like 
the Riddler's whole goal is to expose the lies of Gotham. And one of the big things in Gotham is um, the Court of Owls, with the Court of Owls being like the elites of Gotham kind of controlling everything that's happening within the city. Uh, so that's, I think that might be where they're going towards. That's my, my theory. And I've seen online a lot of people um, thinking that as well. So that'll be interesting to see what they do uh, for sure in that regards. Um, but yeah, so yeah, going on to, like I said, uh, Oswald, Oswald Copper uh, Pot, Cobble Pot. Yeah, so he's uh, uh again very very different uh than uh, was Danny DeVito right that was uh Penguin right. Batman Returns and just any other version of it uh, of the character. Um, I still like even this picture. I cannot see Colin Farrell in there. Like that no. is that is not Colin Farrell. And yeah. you you like I I just can't conceive that this is Colin Farrell in there. They did such a great job with his makeup and all of his whatever they put on him to transform him into a completely different looking person. Uh, even his eyebrows look different. Like they cut it, I guess they cut them differently, but like I, I'm totally down for this version of, of uh, penguin. I want to see more. I want to see what they do with this character. I want to see, cause um, like as far as uh they're supposed to be, which we'll talk about a little bit more later. There's supposed to be an Arkham uh, series on HBO where they're going to explore some other characters within Arkham. And then they, I've also heard that there's going to be a penguin series that's going to um, basically since with, you know, after what happened with Falcone, there's kind of a va vacuum in, in the crime uh, world in Gotham and supposedly, uh, the penguin's going to pick that up and there might be a series exploring that. So that way we don't have to spend a whole movie on that stuff. Again, rumors, not necessarily confirmed, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, either way, uh, I really dug it. I really liked him a lot. I thought he fit a really good spot in there. I, I think he didn't need to be so comic book like it didn't need to be so uh, top hat and, and, and all that, I think he also had, he still was walking with like a limp or something like that. So he does have like a, a wobble sort of thing, um, like the penguin does. But he really, really um, wowed me uh, just as a character and his performance. Again, he, he, he just doesn't, doesn't sound like Colin Farrell, doesn't look like Colin Farrell. Um, I'm all about it. And I want to see more of this penguin. Yeah, I agree. Like Colin Farrell is like, he gave it a more of like a mafia style. Uh, version of, of the character. I thought that was a nice touch. And I think especially recent character is uh, more of a, since like the character has more traditional organized crime figure uh, as, as far as like in recent versions being, especially in the comics, I think they it was a nice change up. Um, it was really cool. Like another thing, I mean, you, you mentioned the limp, but like in the comics, like and other versions of like we've seen in the in maybe in, the, in like the animated series or move, animated movies, like he has like that umbrella and that umbrella like has like shoots, it's like a gun. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't have anything like that in here, um, but yeah, as far as yeah, Colin Farrell, like you couldn't tell at all, you know, like the way he sounded, like the way obviously the way he looks. Um, I wonder like how it was for him. 
um, being in that because I imagine that's a lot of like prosthetics and makeup and like whatever he has on his face. Like I wonder like how like heated he was wearing all that stuff during scenes. Like I wonder how like like I don't know like I don't know what the right word is. Out like how much like uh, how much he hated like certain parts of it. Like I wonder if he was like sweating bullets underneath. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to wonder like how uncomfortable he could have been in certain parts because it's kind of crazy just looking it's like uh, I was I, I went with a friend a couple of friends I went with and one of my friends like he's like who like like who is um who played the penguin is like dude that's Colin Farrell he's like no way he's like he had no idea because he didn't really look into it beforehand but I never like, looked into it I wouldn't have known Exactly. You would no one would have known if you didn't look into it. And it just kind of just shows you um yeah, the the different uh the very different not only angle they took with it, but like the look and everything. It just very, very interesting. And I guess obviously they with with Carmine Falcone being gone will be interesting. I guess he'll maybe take over as like the underworld like boss. Um, mob mob leader or whatever would be interesting. That's what they made it almost seem like. Um, maybe hinting towards it in the end when he's kind of looking over the city out of his view. We'll see what they do with that. Um, because I'm glad I'm I'm happy they didn't like kill off the characters because that's what they do sometimes. They like kill off characters, uh, villains and stuff like that. I'm glad that he's still going to be around. Um, and what they might do later on with the character itself and other versions that they do, like you, like you mentioned, like a spinoff or something or another. Uh, but yeah, it will be interesting the way they go. But yeah, I really, I really, yeah, I really love everything about what, how Colin Farrell portrayed the penguin in here. Um, so yeah, the next character we'll talk about, we've mentioned them already a little bit as Jim Gordon played by Jeffrey Wright. Um, so I, I think Jim Gordon in this instance, they were trying to do something a little different considering there have been so many versions that are already adapted in so many like different times. Uh, the Like for example, the Chris Nolan Jim Gordon played by Gary Oldman was more in line with the comics. Um, but I like the change that they did here. I thought it right the challenge to do uh, well and seemed to like portray the character in more in a haunted way than past actors. Uh, and it kind of getting across like a very incorruptible uh, quality. Like he was like one of the only cops that you can really trust. Like everyone else, you know, shady uh, except for him. And, and like the relationship that they showed with him and Batman, like while he's still not sure what Batman's, you know, uh, motive is, you know, he still kind of has this trust in him because he also doesn't know if he can trust his coworkers, right? It's like he's like he doesn't know if he can trust like the people that he works with. So he puts a lot more faith into Batman. And you kind of see that agitate like a lot of the cops that he's putting so much faith into uh Batman and why he's putting that much faith into Batman. It, that's interesting. Um so yeah, like I said, you know, at this point, again, we talked about who he like what he is. Like, so he's just a lieutenant, um, and he's not the commissioner yet. Uh so yeah, it's it's uh, I, I like I said, I thought he did a good job. I, and in general, I know we were kind of keeping, we're saying kind of the same thing with all the actors and characters. But I, I just don't think anyone did like a bad. Like I thought everyone had did a really good job in their role. 
Uh, what, what are your thoughts on Jim Gordon? Yeah, it's like I said, like uh, with the Dark Knight, there were things about it that uh, even after having not watched it a while and then watching it recently, I reminded myself uh, how many things I actually didn't like about that movie. Whereas uh, the Batman, there's not much for me to complain about. There's sure it's not, I don't think it's a perfect movie and I'm certainly not in love with it, but I do like it. And I like everyone's performance. Uh, Jeffrey right here though. I think he was just kind of okay though. Uh, like admittedly, I do like Gary Oldman's uh, commissioner, Lieutenant Gordon, uh, significantly more. Uh, just again, just watching the Dark Knight again, I'm like, oh yeah, this Gordon's actually really great. I actually I really like Gary Oldman's Gordon. Uh, Jeffrey Wright was cool. You know, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm I'm not knocking his performance or anything like that. And I look forward to seeing more uh, of him in the future. And maybe we get to see him become a commissioner at some at some point. Maybe we get to see more family. You know, you know maybe see Barbara or something like that. Uh, I'm fine with all of it, but I wasn't in love with uh this version of gordon thus far um it's fine like he's just fine to me uh him helping out and i really one thing that i actually really liked um is when especially when they were talking with with penguin and they were trying to figure out the riddle like uh they were they were wrong like it's actually meant to say this earlier i like I liked that in the very least uh, there was a part of the movie where they were struggling to figure out what was going on with the Riddler, what the riddle was, um, the rat with wings and on all of, all of that part, because all of the riddles before that Batman, like as soon as he heard him, he had the answer to the, the riddle, like almost right away. Um, but that one was part of, that was one that he thought he had the answer, but it wasn't quite right. But then there was one that, Oh, it must be this or it must be that, or it must be me or something like that. But he didn't get it until, later on and just them struggling uh, together to figure out some of the riddles was um, appreciated because again he's a detective but i don't think he should know like the answer to everything all the time uh, and seeing that struggle um, and them working together through it was really good yeah and i like like you mentioned with uh, the penguin letting them know like the correct way to pronounce in spanish mm-hmm. it was pretty funny that that part was funny that part yeah. made me laugh um, not a lot of jokes in the throughout the movie, or none, no, like not many jokes uh, throughout the movie, and maybe some hinted, uh, uh, like very subtly. But that one was clearly supposed to be like a com- com- comedic, uh, not a comedic, but like a kind of a lighthearted moment in a sense, and make you kind of laugh and chuckle. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely like every riddle you know, he's not supposed to know exactly on right away and he is supposed to struggle with it and then they kind of do show like yeah he missed a big like the big moment like he completely like in the end when um the riddler or paul dano when they're in that scene he's like oh you're not as smart as i thought you were um so because but then he eventually goes in and he does figure out what it was but that's because he realized because Paul Dano essentially tells him, dude, you didn't figure out what my end goal here was. Uh, so that's why then he goes back to that one scene in, in Paul Dano's apartment or whatever it is, his hideout or apartment that he lives in and figures out the last thing that he wants to do. But yeah, that's uh, that's all the characters as far as I wanted to talk about it. Did you want to bring up any other particular character? Because I do want to mention... 
um one well technically he was a character in the movie but he was like a very small scene uh later but we'll get into that in a little bit but i don't know if you wanted to talk about any of the other main characters uh overall that you liked um that were in the movie uh i guess not in particular i mean falcone we hadn't really talked about him but uh i don't have a whole lot to say he did good um the, the actor i can't remember uh who played him but uh, the, the character was cool, uh, but I, I wasn't, again, I don't have a whole lot to say about Falcone. Um, it's just more of me realizing that he was actually in the Dark Knight too. I didn't realize he was. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I really don't have anything. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, like obviously, he's probably not going to be in the Dark Knight or in the uh, future movies, I would imagine, unless somehow he survives, but We'll or see. Flash, flashbacks. <laughs> or flashbacks. Flashback. Could be flashbacks. Could be flashbacks. Uh, but one character I do want to talk about is a pretty big character in in, in Batman. Um, so it was it was announced online. There was a lot of rumors that uh, Barry Keegan, Keo, Keegan, Keoghan. I think that's not, Keoghan, was is going to be uh, the Joker. And that again, he was in the Eternals. Uh, who he played uh, Druig in the Eternals. Um, but yeah, so, so there, like I said, a lot of room, rumors that it came out as a reveal that the very end, like it showed him as a Joker in this universe. He doesn't actually like refer to himself as 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 the Joker uh, during like that brief scene in in the Arkham Asylum when um, he kind of reaches out to the Riddler. They have like their cells are like right next to each other. Um, but I think, in my opinion it's pretty clearly him because uh, you kind of see like a little bit light uh, when there's a little bit light into the, uh, his cell uh, you kind of see like his skin, like the chemicals that turn his skin white, his hair is clearly green. Um, his mouth looks disfigured like with that like sinister look smile that he has. Uh, so you kind of get like what he vaguely looks like. And he kind of looks like, I don't know if you, if you've read the killing joke, um, no. But he kind of looks like, like exactly like that, uh, like that Joker uh, from from that Killing Joke. Like that's like the Joker, like in the in the comic books. That's what he looks like when we're darker size side. So and then and then oh yeah, the, the other thing that he actually says, you know, to the Riddlers, like one day you're on top and the next day you're a clown. So that's kind of hinting towards yeah, that's I'm the Joker. Um, what what did you think of that scene, like? Did you really like? Did it kind of like? Oh, this is cool. Like, did you have any other thoughts on it other than just like, oh, okay, okay, this is interesting. Uh, yeah, pretty much that. Uh, no, <laughs> in, in general, no. I mean, we don't have a whole lot to go off of other than the Joker is in this universe. Um, one thing though that is worth noting that I found out that there are deleted scenes already. Uh, oh, okay. They've deleted, but uh, there. Matthew Reeves was planning on having Batman show up in Arkham in that scene and walking past Joker. And they have like a little, a little exchange just to show that they've involved, like they've been interacting with each other before this movie. Like this wouldn't, there wouldn't be like a, a first introduction of them to interacting. He, again, like you said, he wasn't the Joker yet. He's not, at that point he's where he calls himself the Joker, but the intention of that scene would have been 
uh, Batman and whoever this guy is, the new Joker, had had already had a history, and he's the reason why he's in Arkham is most likely um, because of Batman. But uh, and maybe that could have been like the Red Hood sort of thing that he uh, had before he was Joker. Right. Uh, but in, in, in very least, that again, that's a the deleted scene that didn't go with that. Um, and that's fine either way. It still would have been cool, and maybe we do get to see it one day. Hopefully, do they release it? Maybe it's a, a DVD extra or something like that. Um, other than that, gotta gotta wait. We we gotta be patient. We'll we'll have another Batman movie in three to four years. I think that's like the timetable. So oh, that's what they said. Yeah, three to four years, something like that. They're not oh, working on it right away, and then like. We have uh, these other possible, not necessarily fully confirmed, uh, spinoff shows and things happening with uh, the Batman series. Uh, which we, you don't mind if we just go ahead and go into that, or you have anything else you want to add? Uh, one last thing in regards to the Joker, I do wonder though, like if he's in there um, in Arkham, like if that happened like right after the chemical. Like when he drop falls into the chemical as the like the red hood, um, in the comics, like he's supposed to like that's when he goes into that chemical thing to do like he's supposed to be robbing or whatever he's supposed to be doing in there, and um, he basically I think that's when like he's in Arkham Asylum because of that like because he fell into that and he's clearly not well. Um, mentally, so they put him in Arkham Asylum, and he's uh, and he that's what he kind of that line that he he says you're on top, and because that character was doing okay, and then all of a sudden life hits him hard, and then he falls into that chemical batch, and then he's a clown now, essentially. So I think I'm wondering that's what essentially it is, like because if he if Batman's only been the joke, Batman for one year, and this is year two technically, you wonder how much running he's had with. A, like various different villains so yeah that's just my thoughts i was just wondering or thinking out like that might be what it's about but yeah let, let's get into uh, like the prequel shows and spinoffs um and i'll let you lead off with that well yeah well on that just real quick because I was, I was thinking um and i know you don't play video games salim but um there is a telltale game they're the, the makers of the game is called the company is called telltale uh, they have two Batman games, and these Batman games are not like uh, beat 'em up, you know, difficult, tons of enemies, stuff like that. They're actually story-based games where you can basically all you do is make decisions, and for the most part, there's some little bit of movement, but like the characters, you're just enjoying a story, but you make decisions, and every decision that you make affects the story and what direction it can go it can go in one you know once you go in this direction you go like you can go this way or you can go this way but once you're over here now you can go this way or this way and then you get this and this and all of a sudden this you know you had your first two decisions now you can end up having uh like 10 or different 15 different type of story outcomes based off of making several different decisions. Um, in the second game, they have the Joker in it and he's already in Arkham, like, and he comes out of Arkham 
And it's a really, really good. The first game is good, but it doesn't have a whole lot of like, it's kind of like more original characters if I remember correctly, but it does have like Harvey Dent and it has uh, Selena Kyle, uh, Catwoman in it and stuff. The second game has Joker, Harley Quinn, Bane, and Selena Kyle, um, Amanda Waller, Gordon. And it's a really, really, really good game that I would recommend. Even, again, I know you don't have all the stuff, but if at some point you decide to get into gaming, the Batman Telltale games, I would highly recommend to you. Um, again, they're very story-based, and you don't. the difficulty is not is not there it's more you make decisions and you enjoy the the outcome of of those decisions and what stories you can do you can romance harley quinn you can romance uh catwoman you can romance none of them you can bromance the joker you can actually become best friends with him if you wanted to so (laughs) it's really cool um anyway but yeah uh speaking of the games like i um like i know i played like Arkham Asylum and stuff like that. I mean, but those are more like um, actual, like you get physically fight and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And as, those games are pretty cool. Like, like those type of games are like the only reason I would want to like go ahead and buy um, like an Xbox or a PlayStation and and want to play those. Those and especially just going online and and watching um, on YouTube like the play, you know. Them playing out it's just cool like those those games are really awesome i think in my opinion yeah they're good and uh spider-man's right there too so get a playstation because it's only on that so <laughs> right spider-man and then batman and then go to telltale games and play those uh <laughs> anyway um so going into this uh movie there's been a bunch of buzz about this whole Matthew Reeves universe of Batman and, and what they're going to be building upon and, and future movies, but also HBO max utilizing that kind of like Marvel does with Disney plus and expanding the universe. So, you know, peacemaker, this is live. You are, that, that is correct. You are, we are live. Um, We're live. We are live. Um, Gabe at the house 99. We are live. Um, but the yep, prequel Batman. shows, are uh supposed to be like building the lore um giving characters extra time you know to you know build out their space and stuff like that but uh one thing was announced and we talked about it i believe we talked about it during dc fandom is that there's supposed to be a prequel because this movie is based off of batman year two but then the prequel series is supposed to be based on batman year one and I think it was supposed to be a uh, like following a cop, something like that. And then I can't remember all the details, but that Batman comes and helps out that cop or something like that. And this, again, early years before this whole movie. But uh, Matthew Reeves, I believe he was on a podcast and they were talking about it. And he said that the prequel show was on hold and is most likely that they're, they're not going to do it. So um, that doesn't look like they're going to have a year one Batman of this universe. Um, and I say that because again, he said on hold, he didn't say officially canceled. So, so I don't, I don't want to put too many words, but all the other outlets are saying that it's canceled based off of what he said on this podcast. Uh, but again, he said it's on hold. I don't know if that's officially canceled, but we also have, again, as I said earlier, 
a possible Arkham series. We could see who's in Arkham right now, which we know Riddler's there, Joker's there. Who else is there? We don't know if anyone else is there. Or uh, maybe, uh, what's his name? The Saz, the killer, the Sazaz. I don't know. The, the one with, he kills a bunch of people, uh, serial killer. Uh, who knows? Maybe Calendar Man is there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but other characters could be in Arkham, and it's just an opportunity to expand that. Um, it's possible that there could be a Catwoman series. It could be uh, a Penguin series. Don't know exactly what lengths. They're probably weighing all of that now, how successful the movie is, and um, what story they want to tell for the next movie and what they need to bridge in between. Uh, but I do expect there to be HBO Max series on this. Just whether we're we're not getting a year one, basically. Yeah, that's what I saw. I mean, I, I thought I saw that there was like a different like thing that they might do. I don't know, like with uh, spinoff. But I, I I saw that in the passing, and then I couldn't find the article again. I tried searching for it, but I, I couldn't remember. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Like I said, with I think with with the penguin, they were supposed to I think do a spinoff, right? Did you see that? He, yeah, right. Like they're gonna uh, possibly do one with you know what happens after this movie and how he builds the crime empire. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Um, and then the finally, uh, like I didn't think much of it after after I saw the post credit scene but i guess there's like a big website that you go to obviously um um and there's like riddles you can answer essentially on the website i haven't really done that yet did you go into that um i didn't personally go into this uh website but uh from what i understand uh like I said like the post credit scene like you're supposed to basically uh feel led to or compelled to go to the ratalada.com because it is actually like as part of the movie and it is actually a real life website that you can go to right now um and uh check out some stuff so one thing that there one there's like a code that needs to be ciphered on there um i'm not going to cover that today um but there are some Easter eggs um, that like once you do a little bit of clicking through, there's like a bunch of numbers that pop up. They look like um, IP addresses um, and all of these numbers are actually big Easter eggs um, just for fun. But possibly is it going to um, lead to something else? Um, and I'm just going to go over them real quick. So the first one, the 27. 05, 19, 39. These are actually dates and numbers. Um, so that is a reference to Detective Comics number 27 came out in May 19th, 1939. So you can see where we're going with this, with these numbers. Uh, that references the first appearance of Batman and Commissioner Gordon. Uh, second one is 01, 03, 19, 40. That's Batman number one, which is the first appearance of Joker and Catwoman. Uh, 58 12 1941 is Detective Comics 1958, which is the first appearance of the Penguin. Um, 140 10 1948 is Detective Comics 140, 
is the first appearance of the Riddler. So you can see where we're going. It's just these are all like the first appearances of all the characters and things that are in the movie. Uh, 405-03-1987 is Batman number 405. That's the first appearance of Carmine Falcone. 1604-1943 is Batman number 16, the first appearance of Alfred. And uh, the one that's a little bit more important to me uh, here, the last one is 258-10-1974. This is... Uh, Batman, 19, uh, Batman number 258, and that is a comic that has Two-Face breaking out of Arkham Asylum, and that is the first appearance of Arkham Asylum. Uh, the last number is the release date of the movie, 3-4-2022, uh, that's you know, last week. Um, so that's not that big of a deal. That's just a fun Easter egg. But the last one uh, with Two-Face there is kind of interesting because it makes you wonder, is that just a coincidence? Because uh, they want to, you know, the, uh, Arkham Asylum is in the movie briefly at the end. And are we just putting it there because that's the first appearance of Arkham Asylum? Or uh, are we noting this because of Two-Face? And is this a possible Easter egg for a future movie? Because, um, well, if you watch the movie, we realize that the district attorney, uh, that's Colson in the movie, the guy that was, uh, drove the car through the church and had the hand, the, the phone taped to his hand and he ended up dying in the movie. So there's a vacancy there, right, uh, a right. district attorney and who else would take that role other than, um, Harvey Dent two face. So right. I find that interesting and I've, you know, again, even without all of his Easter egg stuff, if we weren't even talking about this right now, that's something that happened in the movie. Col Colson died. They don't have a district attorney. And that is a very obvious thing that's probably going to happen in the next movie that we're going to see Hi Harvey Dent, whether he becomes Two Face in the next movie or the third one or what have you, you know, can't really say. But that's just a, 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 a nice little bunch of Easter eggs to go over. Yeah, I'll have to go in and, and really look into it. Um, I just didn't really have time because I, I know when you, we were doing the outline for the show, I saw you obviously put put that in there, and I just didn't have time to, to check it out. So I'll, I'll definitely do that. I was just kind of looking at something right now. Um, I guess there's like a message that translates as follows, like you think I'm finished, but perhaps mm -hmm. you don't know the full truth. Every ending is a, is a new beginning. Something is coming. So... Yeah, that's before could, you get to this, the codes there. And oh, I believe okay. there's also a countdown on the website, which I don't know where it is, um, like what, what's remaining on the countdown or what's going to happen after the countdown is over. But, oh, okay. Uh, I believe there is a countdown also on the website. Oh, okay, okay. Fair enough. Uh, but, yeah, um, so we'll, we'll start wrapping up here. Any final thoughts that you have about the Batman or anything else that uh, just come has come up up on uh, the top of your head. Um, I think we, we're we're good to go. I I'm, I again I like the movie. I didn't love the movie, but I do think it's the best Batman movie overall. Uh, although it's been a while since I've seen, in the very least, the first three movies. We're not going to talk about Batman and Robin because uh, that was clearly not good. But um, <laughs> the other three is it's been a while since I've seen them. 
I don't want to say that they're bad because they're, they're definitely not, but um, I would lean towards this one being the best one for sure. Um, me as not a crazy Batman fan can say that still like level-headed in no bias. Uh, this is a really good movie worth checking out. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I've said from the beginning, I thought this was the best Batman uh, to date. And I really, I loved it. I thought it was great. I'm actually gonna try to go watch it again. I got the next two days off, so I'll see. Maybe on Friday I'll go like in a morning show or a like a brunch time show or whatever time they have the earliest shows to try to see. Because I, like I said, I missed a couple of parts because I had to like run to the bathroom. It was it was my air. I, like I actually like for I shouldn't have drank anything before the movie. Uh, I had I had drank like a glass of water because I was thirsty. I should just wait inside, and I couldn't like. Well, it was a really long movie. No, yeah, normally because normally (laughs) I can hold it, but it was odd. It was just like, man, I've never had to go to the bathroom this many times during a movie. What the hell? (laughs) Uh, But it was just kind of like unfortunate. I missed a couple of parts of the movie that I have to go back and, like I said, watch. Um, I think the first one part I missed. I don't know what I missed on the second part, but the first part I think I missed when they, when uh, the district attorney dies, essentially. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting, but yeah, that's, uh, oh, it looks like I didn't know there was an Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer out yet, so that's my bad. No, I have not watched it yet. Uh, I'm sorry, King Pookie. Uh, we're just, we're not big Star Wars people, but I I told you one day we will have a Star Wars episode just for you. We'll we'll get to that. I promise. Maybe, like I said, maybe we'll get Joe, uh, on Joe Mandel on to, uh, because he's a big Star Wars guy. So maybe we'll just get him on and we'll Carl and I will just ask him questions about uh like I said the Mandalorian and uh I know they have uh what do you call it the Boba Fett book of Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Mm-hmm. Um because I think to like the book of Boba Fett is essentially like a 1.2 or whatever of Mandalorian, like you, you can't watch the book of Boba Fett without watching the Mandal- Mandalorian because you'll be completely lost, or Mandalorian season two, I should say, uh, or you'll be completely lost as far as what's going on uh, with the with the show, as far as the book of Boba Fett's concerned. But, but like I said, maybe we'll like I said, we'll just have like Joe on and we'll talk about uh, the show in itself, like the book of Boba Fett, and then. Um, uh, Obi-Wan and stuff, get his thoughts on what he what he thinks about that show. But yep, that's a wrap for today's show. Thank you again for everyone that's tuned in. Please check out any, any previous episodes that you may have missed in the past. Uh, we've talked about like, so many different movies, comic book movies and stuff like that. So uh, definitely worth checking out. Uh, give us your thoughts uh, on what you feel so far, anything that you particularly liked or disliked. Um, and yeah, check out all the different other other different shows that are on the Barroom Network. Uh, so for Carl Eames and myself, thank you very much for tuning in. Till next time. Have a good night, guys.